I want you to go ahead and think about the dumbest conspiracy you can imagine. For me, it's probably the Flat Earth Conspiracy. While other conspiracies are usually based in some sort of, at least, grain of truth, uh, the Flat Earth Conspiracy is completely unhinged from reality, right? So, I mean, the JFK assassination, yes, JFK was killed by one man, but hey, there were people and there were governments that wanted to see JFK dead. So it's a sort of natural conclusion that many people make that there was some sort of ulterior force in play. Or take aliens in Roswell. Well, that's ridiculous. It is true that there have been certain hard-to-explain UFOs sighted over the years. So I think it's another natural conclusion that people assume the government are hiding aliens. The Flat Earth Conspiracy really strikes me as stupid because there, there's not even a single little bit of truth connecting it to reality. You can literally look out the window and see the horizon of the Earth curving away from you to immediately disprove the Flat Earth Theory, right? Even just five seconds of thought immediately just debunks the whole thing. Now, in recent years, another conspiracy theory is taking my top spot as the dumbest conspiracy out there. And that's Q. QAnon. What is QAnon, you may ask? Well, settle in. I'm Jonah Abraham, and we're going internetting. Before we get into QAnon, it's important that you understand Pizzagate. If you don't remember Pizzagate, let me take you back to the halcyon days of 2016, back when a Donald Trump presidency seemed like a funny joke, uh, and you could gather in bars, theaters, restaurants, concert venues, and all sorts of other crowded places without worrying about dying from a global virus. In late 2016, the email of John Podesta, who was Hillary Clinton's campaign manager, was hacked. And most of it was published on WikiLeaks. Now, some internet sleuths on 4chan and other related websites combed through the emails, and they kept seeing references to something called CP. Now, what John was talking about was cheese pizza. The guy ran a political campaign. When you run a large political campaign, you need to feed your staffers. And so John would often order pizza from a local joint called Comet Ping Pong. But for the eggheads on Reddit and 4chan and these other sites, they decided, no, 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 no. CP doesn't mean cheese pizza. That doesn't make any sense. What it actually means is child pornography. And what was really going on was that John Podesta, Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, and basically everyone else in the Democratic establishment was running a secret child sex ring in the basement of Comet Ping Pong. So that's about as dumb as it sounds. But it got to the point that in December of 2016, a guy, gun in hand, busted into Comet Ping Pong looking for the child slaves he was convinced were locked in the basement. Unfortunately for him, as it turned out, Comet Ping Pong has no basement. Uh, and his theory quickly fell apart after that. So interest was sort of lost in Pizzagate after the entire thing fell to pieces. 
But what it did is it, it created this sort of fertile breeding ground for other conspiracy theories among the alt-right to rise. And as we're going to see a little later, Pizzagate is going to come roaring back in 2020. But now you understand, there's this sort of fertile groundwork where other conspiracy theories could take root and start to grow. Importantly, although the actual Comet Pizza thing didn't work out, many of the Pizzagate supporters were still convinced that Hillary, Bill, all those other left-wing liberal leaders were actually still sex-ring pedophiles. This was not at all helped by the fact that the Clintons did in fact have ties to Jeffrey Epstein. So does Donald Trump, of course, but we're going to ignore that. But, I mean, I think you can see the sort of jump to, well, they knew Epstein, so therefore they must be pedophiles. All right, so here we go. October 28th, 2017. On the anonymous 4chan board, a guy named Q posts his first message, uh, and it reads as such. HRC extradition already in motion, effective yesterday, with several countries in case of cross-border run. Passport approved to be flagged, effective October 30th at 12.01 a.m. Expect massive riots organized in defiance and others fleeing the U.S. to occur. USMs will conduct the operation, while NG activated. Proof check. Locate an NG member and ask if activated for duty October 30th across most major cities. Okay, so what's that saying? If you get past all the acronyms, essentially this Q person is predicting that Hillary is going to be arrested, might try to flee the country, uh, and giant riots will happen in protest. The U.S. Marines and the U.S. National Guard will be activated. Q then continues, Mockingbird HRC detained, not arrested. Where is Huma? Follow Huma. This has nothing to do with Russia, yet. Why does POTUS surround himself with generals? What is military intelligence? Why go around the three-letter agencies? What Supreme Court case allows for the use of MIV congressional assembled and approved agencies? Who has ultimate authority over our branches of military without approval conditions unless 90-plus in wartime conditions? What is the military code? Where is AW being held? Why? POTUS will not go on TV to address nation. POTUS must isolate himself to prevent negative optics. POTUS knew removing criminal rogue elements as a first step was essential to free and pass legislation. Who has access to everything classified? Do you believe HRC, Soros, Obama, etc. have more power than Trump? Fantasy. Whoever controls the office of the presidency controls this great land. They never believed for a moment they, Democrats and Republicans, would lose control. This is not an RVD battle. Why did Soros donate all his money recently? Why would he place all his funds in an RC? Mockingbird, 10, 30, 17. God bless fellow patriots. I want you to notice something about the way Q writes. And by the way, Q could be a he, a she, a they, a group of people. I mean, we have no information about who Q actually is. I'm just going to say he for now, uh, but it could be any gender, any number of people, but that's just going to be a shorthand here. So the way Q writes, you can see that he writes in a way that is almost like a code. A lot of questions, a lot of military-style acronyms, it's not clear writing. You can see that there's predictions embedded in them, but they're predictions in such a way that it's vague and kind of hard to follow. If you also cast your mind back to 2017, you will remember that Hillary Clinton was not, in fact, arrested. There were no giant protests. 
the National Guard was not activated, uh, Soros did not donate all his money, uh, and POTUS did not, in fact, arrest every member of the Democratic leadership. Did that matter? No, of course not. Who cares about failed predictions? Q immediately caught on, right? I mean, this spread through 4chan like wildfire. Over the next few years, Q has been posting incessantly, thousands of messages. You might be wondering, well, how do we even know it's the same person posting? I mean, it's an anonymous board. Anyone could just sign their messages Q. Well, he uses a certain form of encryption called a trip code, where essentially you can prove that the same person is posting. That person's identity is anonymous, but we do know that it is one group of people or person posting these messages. So there's that. So what is Q actually supposed to be. So the theory is, is that Q is a high-ranking military or civilian official with access to a lot of Donald Trump's inner circle. Some say it might even be Donald Trump himself. And essentially, Q has been predicting the imminent downfall of the liberal establishment for the last three years, right? Donald Trump is essentially trying to save America from this deep state that has been insidiously working its way through the very fabric of our government and our society, and he's going to do so by placing the Clintons and all these other liberals under mass arrest, perhaps declaring martial law, ridding the land of all these America-hating sickos that are trying to destroy the very fabric of the nation. Q followers tend to have a certain set of catchphrases and watchwords they like to use. They'll call themselves patriots. Uh, they like to say, where we go one, we go all, which is a quote from the movie White Squall. They also like to say, calm before the storm, because right now we're in the calm, and the storm is going to happen when Trump finally executes his master plan to arrest all the liberals. I would recommend not Googling those phrases, or even worse, searching for them on Twitter, because you will very quickly find yourself down the rabbit hole of QAnon Twitter. And trust me, that is not fun. It is more a generally depressing commentary on the state of intelligence in this country. You might be saying to yourself right now, well, I mean, this is just a harmless conspiracy theory like the Flat Earth people, right? What's the real harm this could cause in, in real life? Well, the Pizzagate example didn't convince you. Let me put it this way. There are multiple congressional candidates, including a couple that are likely to win their districts, uh, who have expressed support for various parts of the QAnon conspiracy. So these people, if the next elections go well for them, could very much be in a position of power. These people could be making our laws, and they're out here spouting nonsense about how Trump is secretly a military plant designed to ferret out all the Democrats in the country. The coronavirus has provided an especially lucrative way for Q to keep in the news. He likes to post about how Anthony Fauci is a black hat deep state plant and you can't trust him and COVID is some sort of liberal hoax designed to increase government control over people's lives. You can see how very rapidly support for Q could morph into a general anti-mask, anti-lockdown, you know, just sort of rejection of science. So it is dangerous. It is something that really has real-world consequences. One of the most interesting parts of the whole QAnon conspiracy is the weird offshoots that have happened uh, as Q has kind of branched out, and now this thing has sort of taken a life of its own beyond even the core idea of 
you know, Trump is trying to arrest Hillary and all the Democrats. There's some really bizarre stuff that is sort of tied into the larger Q ecosystem. So one thing is Pizzagate. In 2020, Pizzagate has actually made a roaring comeback, with some suggesting that the guy who invaded Comet Ping Pong in 2016 was actually a false flag plant, designed to discredit the conspiracy theory, but actually he was employed by the government all along. So that's one thing that's come back. Another thing is that JFK Jr., who died in 1999 when his airplane crashed, was actually assassinated by Hillary Clinton. Other QAnon believers say that JFK Jr. actually faked his own death, and that he's secretly a Trump supporter, or actually, maybe even Q himself, and that he's going to pop out and become Trump's running mate in 2020, taking over from Mike Pence. And you talk to these people, and there's no real evidence behind any of this, obviously. I mean, it's stupid. But when you talk to these people, and when you try and reason with them, they'll say, well... You can't trust anything the lamestream media tells you, right? I mean, obviously, JFK Jr. being assassinated by Hillary Clinton isn't going to show up on CNN. But if you use a trustworthy news source like this post on my Facebook feed, then you would see the truth behind all of this. So you can see, once people get embedded in this ecosystem, very hard to get them out. Some people have described QAnon like a cult, and I actually think... That's a fairly good description of what's going on. These people surround themselves with bogus news sources. I mean, calling them news is probably a stretch. And they essentially trap themselves in this complete fantasy world, just utterly divorced from real life. And you can't even find any point of common ground to reason with them, right? Because their fundamental understanding of reality is just totally separate from what yours is and from reality itself. There's an Atlantic article that I used as one of the places where I researched this podcast where they actually try to talk to some Q supporters. And I kind of want to read a bit of this. I'll link the article in the description of the podcast because it is worth your time to give a full read through. So they go talk to a QAnon supporter. This guy supported Obama in 2008, but, you know, when Trump came along, he felt so disillusioned with the political establishment, and then he got into Q posts. This guy was spending hours a day just reading QAnon drops, trying to trace out their at true meaning, right? It was almost like a game, right? This Q guy, so much of his posts are vague is that you have to put the dots together in your own mind, right? It's like a puzzle, and a lot of people treat it like that, right? So Q might say something super vague, and then it's up to you to figure out what the true meaning is. And I think that gives people a sense of purpose. It gives them both something to do if they're on the internet a lot, if they're unemployed or really old. Sometimes there's no better way to spend your time. It provides a sense of community as these people work together in Facebook groups or 4chan or Reddit as they piece together these Q drops. They like to call them uh, drops or breadcrumbs to form this bizarre inverted sense of reality. So they talk to this guy, and he says, well, is there, evident, is there any evidence that JFK Jr. wasn't killed by Hillary? They press this guy to provide more evidence. He says, well, I do my own research. And that is a common refrain among people who get sucked up into these conspiracy theories, right? When you distrust all legitimate form of news, 
you end up saying do your own research, and what that means is you only find sources that confirm your own bias. So forget CNN, forget the Washington Post, forget any news organizations in general. The only place I'm getting my news are weird blogs, Facebook memes, and whatever the hell I read on 4chan. And it, it, you can see how people, you know, once they're in that bubble, it's really hard for them to get out. One of the reasons that Q has staying power is because of the flexibility of these people's beliefs, right? They might have this sort of core baseline that, you know, Q is real and that Trump is trying to take down the deep state. But other than that, you'll find that when you actually talk to these people, their beliefs might change within a couple minutes if you prod them, right? So at one point, there was a strong consensus that Robert Mueller was actually working with Trump and his report was going to actually reveal the extent of the criminality and pedophilia and murder by the Clintons. Of course, when that didn't happen, it didn't disrupt the Q movement. They just moved on like it never happened, right? Or what about Q's failed prediction that Hillary was going to be arrested? He's predicted that multiple times over the last three years. Nothing. But that's okay, right? You ignore the bad stuff. You ignore the stuff that doesn't happen. And you just keep chugging along. That's the sort of attitude of the Q movement. And that's why it's been able to move on so successfully. They simply shrug off all their mistakes, shrug off all the failed predictions, and continue moving forward. That seems to be the formula for a successful conspiracy theory. So what's Q been up to recently? Well, interestingly enough, he's actually moved on from 4chan. He's no longer there. Apparently, Q felt that 4chan had been infiltrated by the deep state, too many of those dirty liberals on 4chan, and so he moved on to the even more lawless, less moderated 8chan. The one that actively uh, encourages child pornography and other sorts of content like that. Then 8chan got banned because it hosted the live streaming of a mass shooter. Not great. So after 8chan went down, he moved on to another site called 8kun, which is sort of like a mirror of 8chan. And there he posts to this day. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to read you some of Q's latest posts. Let's see if we can try and figure out what he's saying. I'm not going to read any context. We're just going to see what Q has to say right now in July of 2020. Okay, so I went on a website that archives all of Q's posts, mainly so I don't have to go on Akun, which is a horrible wasteland that you probably don't want to ever visit. And here's what Q has to say. All right, get ready for this. This is even stupider than I thought it might be. The post was posted in late June, and it reads, Welcome to the digital battlefield. Together we win. You have been selected to help serve your country. Never retreat from the battlefield. Twitter, Facebook, etc. Use other platforms as a form of centralized command and control. Organize and connect. Bridge through linking. Source meme material from battlefield or garage. Mission 1. Dispute propaganda push through posting of research and facts. Mission two, support role of other digital soldiers. One falls, another rises. Mission three, awaken other through use of facts. Declass 199 material and other relevant facts. And memes, decouple MSDNC control of info stream. Ask counter questions to initiate thought versus repeat of MSDNC propaganda. Mission four, Learn use of camouflage digitally. Primary account suspended, terminated, use of secondary. Mission five, identify strengths and weaknesses. Personal and designated targets. 
on Twitter, Facebook, other examples. Example, memes, failure to read through use of algo, think Tron, dependence on person-to-person -person capture, slow response time, identified users, game theory, information warfare, welcome to the digital battlefield, together we win, Q. <laughs> okay, so let's break that down. If you're able to follow that mess of words, what it's basically saying is, post a bunch of stupid memes, and when people point out that your memes are stupid, argue with them. This post, I think, reads what a stupid person thinks a smart person writes like. So you can see all sorts of buzzwords like information warfare and game theory. Not that those things have anything to do with the post, but they sound nice. Uh, I also like the very clever reference to the MSDNC, which I can only assume is a combination of MSNBC and the DNC. But who knows? It could just be some other random acronym that I'm not familiar with it because I haven't spent three years pouring through thousands of this guy's turgid writing. If you ask me, it actually reads more like fan fiction than anything else. It really does read as if someone posts what they think people in the military write like. In fact, if you ask me what the actual identity of Q is, I would say it's probably just some dude on the internet that's been trolling for three years and is getting a real kick out of the fact that people are really going along with it. Uh, it's like a very advanced LARP, uh, live action role play, uh, where this guy's pretending to be a senior military official, albeit one that writes like a 12 year old who's watched a few too many wartime movies. And he's just like, dang, I'm gonna keep writing this stuff as long as people go along with it, you know? Sure, Hillary didn't get arrested in 2017, but no one else seems to care, so I'm just going to keep on putting out these posts. I think the favorite thing about this post is that at one point, the uh, Mission 4, he tells them, if your primary account gets banned, start up an alt account. Basically just saying, yeah, you're going to get banned from Twitter, so make sure you have other accounts ready so you can keep posting your stupid memes. I just find that funny. Like, this guy is using military language to essentially tell people, go be a troll on Twitter. And not even a good troll, like a low-level troll. Okay, so QAnon has also spun off in some other fascinating directions. There's this idea of the yellow cube, which is apparently a time travel relic that humanity discovered when some insect-like negative aliens visited Earth in the 40s and the 50s, and Dwight D. Eisenhower had contact with them, and together this joint alien deep state force is using the Yellow Cube to travel back in time and affect the timeline to plunge the Earth into socialism, and also the time travel explains some of the things in the Bible, and only Trump can stop the deep state from using this time travel technology to change the timeline and put humanity's mass consciousness into socialism. I kind of feel dumber just for saying that, um, but I'm serious. That is a real thing. That is a sort of wing of the QAnon thing. I've sort of talked about it before, but QAnon is very flexible. You know, beliefs just sort of slip in, slip out. It encompasses a much wider array of conspiracies, and this is just one of them. It also ties in nicely with the uh, pandemic and the COVID-19 
fake, uh, you know, conspiracies. Ties in nicely with some of the people who think, you know, the Book of Revelations is happening and the world is going to end very soon. Fun fact, the FBI actually put out a memo naming QAnon as a potential domestic threat because of things like the Pizzagate invasion and other various acts of, if not terrorism, certainly violence or public nuisance that the QAnon supporters have engaged in, and it's probably well-deserved. So let's sum all this up. What do we even say about QAnon from here? The answer is, I don't really know. It's, it's probably the dumbest thing I've ever heard, and the more I read about it, the dumber it gets. It just kind of leaves me speechless. I really don't understand where this is coming from. Like, I understand where it's coming from. It's coming from the internet. But someone's out there writing this, and people who otherwise are probably, like, you know, if not smart, certainly they can fend for themselves. They're living their normal lives. They're reading this, and they're like, yeah, that makes sense. Yellow Cube, man. Robert Mueller's definitely Trump's best friend, and... Hillary, obviously a secret, pedophile, murdering witch, makes total sense. I see no problem with this. When it comes to conspiracies, I like to play a little game called What's More Likely? For example, what's more likely? That the Earth is secretly flat, but everyone, including scientists, governments, astronomers, pilots are all lying to you and that the earth is actually a completely flat plane and it doesn't rotate and the sun i guess moves below the plane at night and then comes back up and also the curvature of the earth you see when you look at the horizon is a optical illusion caused by distance or that the earth is round Let's try again. What's more likely? That a secret military official took to 4chan, the place where the most intellectual savants get their information, to post about how Hillary Clinton is a secret pedophile about to get arrested, was wrong about that and many other predictions, but is actually still right overall, and that Trump is not the idiot that he both publicly and privately purports to be, but is in fact a very smart individual who is just biding his time, waiting until right before the election to arrest all the Democrats for treason and pedophilia, or that this guy is just a troll. And I'm surprised that more people that follow conspiracies don't play this game, because it's very effective. When you ask yourself, what evidence do I actually have for this conspiracy? Odds are it's not too much, except stupid stuff you read on the internet. It is a sad irony of fate. You know, our parents and grandparents used to be the ones to say when we were little, don't believe everything you read on the internet. Anyone could go on there and just lie. And it was good advice. And uh, perhaps it's time that they start taking their own advice. Who knows? You know, Q regardless of who wins in November, is going to be around for a while. If you encounter a Q supporter in the wild, there's probably not much you can do. That person's in their own bubble. You can send them some helpful links. You can be kind. 
you can't really argue with them because you're arguing from an entirely different plane of reality. But, you know, you can gently, hopefully show them where they're going wrong. And someday, they might snap out of it. Some people have. It's like recovering from any cult. You know, someday you wake up and you realize, this is dumb, and I should stop doing this. So, with that, I want to say thank you for listening to my first episode of the relaunch. I hope you found it interesting. Happy interneting, everyone.